Yes, once more, science people are worth knowing, much more than distant dweebs or raving Dr Frankensteins. Just consider the superstar of this year, Michelle Simmons. She's both Prime Minister's Prize winner and a Boyer lecturer. A new biography for youngsters shows another side to this colossus. My name is Nova Wheatman and I'm a writer living in Melbourne with my two children. I have largely written for children and young adults and in 2020 was asked by Wild Dingo Press to write a biography about Professor of Quantum Physics. At first, I was rather overwhelmed because I knew nothing about quantum physics, but I decided that only made the project one I should embrace and I started researching. Armed with pages of questions, I interviewed Michelle over Zoom and she attempted to explain quantum physics and quantum computing to me. It was during the COVID pandemic and Zoom was a way of life for many of us, so it felt fitting that our conversation was via a screen. Given that the book would be aimed at readers between 9 and 12, I wanted to make sure that I understood quantum physics in its simplest terms, because I would have to write about it for children to understand. When Michelle started telling me about important details in her life, I realised immediately that I would not need to construct a narrative arc because she had already lived one. From a childhood in London where she became a chess champion at a time that championships were largely won by boys, to the decision to emigrate to Australia and commit to a global race to build a quantum computer, to being crowned Australian of the Year in 2018, Michelle had already lived more than most. Today I am reading from the section in the book where Michelle plays chess for the first time because I think this moment says much about her lifelong drive, passion and need to challenge herself. It was Sunday and it had been raining all week. London was grey and miserable and Michelle was stuck inside again. She'd been hoping to spend the afternoon at Greenwich Park chasing Gary around General Wolfe's statue but instead they were all cooped up in the warm front room reading. Her dad had just finished setting up the chessboard for the daily match. Gary was arguing that it was his turn to be white. White always gets to make the first move. Their dad shrugged. It didn't matter what colour his pieces were, he knew he would always win. He always did. Michelle's dad played competitively, so winning was important to him. He was one of the best chess players in the City of London Police and would sometimes take many months to finish a game playing postal chess with his local club. Michelle liked watching because the game was so enticing. She could sit for hours without making any noise. Today, Gary and her dad were sitting cross-legged on the floor and Michelle sat at the end of the low table where they played. She watched as they moved the black and white pieces slowly around the board taking each other's pawns and knights. Michelle felt a tug of excitement as she figured out why Gary and her dad were making particular moves. She was used to watching and liked to believe she was invisible. In class at school, she rarely spoke to the teacher, but she took in everything around her. One of her friends joked that Michelle would make a good spy because people sometimes forgot she was there. She liked being overlooked because it meant she could tinker away in her own time, gathering expertise and becoming skilled at something without an audience and then surprise everyone with her new talent. Checkmate, said her dad, leaning back with a big grin. 
Gary let out a long whistle of breath and reached across to shake their dad's hand. The game was over. Can I play? Michelle asked. You? Really? Her dad said. Girls don't play chess, said Gary. Not at school, anyway. Michelle felt a pang of frustration and disappointment in her stomach. It was always the same. She had turned eight a few months before and was tired of always being treated as the one who didn't know things. Sometimes she wanted to show them they were wrong. Let's play, Dad, she said, stealing Gary's spot on the floor as soon as he stood up to go and make a sandwich. Her dad frowned slightly and grinned. You sure? Yes, please. Okay, let's be quick then, he said. Michelle was delighted. It didn't take long to set up the board. Michelle knew where the pieces went and that white always went first. She'd never held the pieces in her hand with the intention to play, but she liked the way the polished wood felt silky smooth beneath her fingers. The set was a big wooden one her dad had bought a long time ago. The base of each piece had felt on the bottom so that it moved smoothly across the board and the edges were rounded by thousands of games. The bishops moved diagonally in the rooks forward and back, said her dad, as he quickly outlined the rules, but she already knew. To her father's surprise, Michelle swept her pawn forward and started the game with confidence. Before long, she took one of her father's pawns. Up until now, he had been busy talking to her mum, but suddenly he was paying attention. She waited for him to retaliate, but instead he moved another one of his pawns forward. She'd watched enough games to know it wasn't always about taking pieces as quickly as possible. It was all about strategy. Michelle moved her knight out of the back row. She loved the way the knights moved. They could move two squares vertically and one horizontally, or two squares horizontally and one square vertically, in the shape of an L. Most excitingly, they could jump other pieces to reach their chosen square. She knew the knight was a valuable piece and that it seemed to be the most unpredictable, and that made it her favourite. The room was quiet while they played, just the soft sounds of the chess pieces being moved across the board. It helped Michelle to think. Then her mum came into the room with a cup of tea as Michelle took her dad's rook. Watch it, Peter. She'll beat you, said her mum with a chuckle. Her dad gave a hearty laugh and then took one of her bishops, a rook and two pawns. Sensing the change in the game, Michelle edged closer, pushing her long hair out of her face. She was concentrating as hard as she did in her favourite classes at school. As her parents continued to chat about plans for dinner and whether they should invite the neighbours over before her dad had left to do his night shift, Michelle focused on the board. Within just three moves, she could see how to win the game. Her heart raced. Could this be true or was it a trick? She knew her dad would likely have seen it too, but he didn't seem to be paying much attention. It was too appealing to ignore. She moved her knight into position. He then moved his rook down the board and took one of her bishops. Instead of seeing her attack, he was in the ruthless mode of just taking her pieces. She waited to see if she had missed something or if he was bluffing. Her excitement grew. She moved her bishop into position, pretending to defend the next piece under attack. After his turn, she then moved her queen directly in front of her dad's king. As she took her hand away, she looked up at him. Checkmate, she whispered. Michelle's mum choked on her tea. Her dad looked back at the board, then up at Michelle, then back at the board as if he was trying to work out what had just happened. This time it was Michelle who held out her hand to shake her dad's. Beginner's luck, he said, and then added a little admiringly. Good game. Thanks, said Michelle with a beaming smile. You're sure you've never played before, her dad asked. No, not even at school, said her mum. No, 
Let's play again, her dad said, sounding determined. Michelle understood that her father would now want to play over and over till he'd beaten her many times. She was like him in that way, competitive, driven. Beating her father wasn't about winning the game, though. It was about proving to him that she could. And then she realised that if her dad didn't think she'd be any good at chess, what else would other people think she wouldn't be good at? It was a thought that intrigued her greatly. How could anyone know what another person is good at, especially when they don't even know themselves? Nova Wheatman reading from her book Michelle Simmons from the Aussie Stemstar series. 